how do I get more people to read my blog? If you podcast, you can translate that to, how do I get more people to listen to my podcast? And if you vlog or do a vidcast, how do I get more people to watch my vidcast? It's a question that my readers and my listeners and my clients ask me every single week. My answer to that question is simple, but it's not always easy to accomplish. I'm Laura Christensen, host of the Professional Writer Podcast, and welcome to episode number 48. I'm here to help you confidently plan, launch, and grow your writing-related business. You'll find the show notes, as well as some ways to subscribe to the podcast, and the link to join our private Facebook group for listeners at bloggingbistro.com. Back to our burning question of the day, how do I get more people to read, listen, or watch? My answer is encourage people to subscribe. But why? Why encourage them to subscribe? One excellent reason is that none of us can rely on social media to remind us of when a new blog post or a podcast episode or a vidcast is released. Even if I spent all day checking my Facebook or my Twitter or my Instagram feeds, I'd miss notifications for probably 98% of the blogs and podcasts and vidcasts that I follow. Your subscribers are people who have intentionally chosen to give you their email address. They have given you permission to build a relationship with them, and also they've given you permission to market your products, your services, and your programs to them. Your subscribers are often your biggest fans. They are the people who are most likely to buy what you're selling or to buy into the life-transforming message that you're delivering, as well as to tell others about you. Those of us who are bloggers and vloggers and podcasters need to have an easy way of delivering our latest content to the people who most want to consume it. And as consumers, we need a convenient way of discovering the latest, greatest content from the people we follow. Let's explore two subscription options that will not only simplify your life as a business owner, but it will also simplify the life of you as a consumer of other people's content. Every blog, every podcast, and every vlog, vidcast, has a built-in URL, what we commonly refer to as an RSS feed. That is R as in Romeo, S as in Sierra, and S as in Sierra, RSS feed. Now, a lot of people, they hear that term RSS and they're like, ooh, that sounds really techy and like something I could never understand. But in reality, the acronym RSS stands for really simple syndication. Yes, that's right. Really simple syndication. It's that easy, friends. So let's talk a little bit about syndication because some people are not quite sure what that is. I'm going to give you an example that puts it in very, very simple terms. You've probably heard of the Associated Press. That's a big news syndicate. So let's say that you are a reporter for your local small town newspaper and you have an article published in that newspaper and it catches the attention of the Associated Press, this big newspaper syndicate. The Associated Press then takes that article that was originally published in your local paper and they distribute it widely to large and small publications throughout the United States or throughout the world. That's what's called syndicating an article when it gets picked up by a syndicate and is distributed widely. So syndication is simply a means of distributing your content. 
And going back to RSS, really simple syndication, that is a means of distributing your blog posts, your podcast episodes, and your videos. So the next question you might have is, well, how do I figure out what my RSS feed is? For those of you that use WordPress, which is the largest content management system in the world, it powers almost half the world's websites. And some of the other content management systems also use this method. You simply add forward slash feed or forward slash RSS to the end of your domain name. So for example, the feed for my blog is bloggingbistro.com forward slash feed. If you're a podcaster, your podcast feed URL, and that is if you publish your podcast on your own website, is going to look very similar to your blogging feed. My podcast feed is bloggingbistro.com forward slash feed forward slash podcast. There are two main types of subscriptions or ways that you can subscribe to a blog or a podcast or a video blog. The first one of those is email subscriptions. Let's say that you want to enable your readers of your blog to receive a notification about your latest blog post in their email inbox. First of all, you need to have an account set up with an email marketing service. There are tons of them out there. The one that I use is called AWeber. Uh, MailChimp and MailerLite are excellent starter solutions because both of those services offer free plans that are fairly robust. And both those platforms are also fairly user-friendly for non-techies. Going back to the beginning, you have your account set up with a third-party email marketing service. Then within that email marketing software, you can create what's usually called an automated RSS campaign. Now this is different than a regular email campaign, what some people call a newsletter, that you would create manually inside your email marketing software. An RSS campaign is automated. So that means that you create it one time, then you set it and forget it. Your email marketing platform is going to provide you with detailed step-by-step -step tutorials for how to set up your automated RSS campaign. It usually takes around 10 or 15 minutes to set it up if you use one of their templates. Most of these email marketing systems give you several options for displaying your latest content to your subscribers, and you need to choose only one of the options. So I'll just run through those with you. The first option is excerpts. And what that does is it pulls in the first few sentences or the first few characters of your blog post or your podcast episode into that automated email. And so you'll see, you know, the first couple of sentences or so when you get the email message, and then it'll usually have the dot, dot, dot ellipses, and it'll say something like read more or continue reading or read the entire post. You then click on that link and it takes you directly over to the blog where you can read the entire blog post. Another option for displaying your content is the excerpt plus a featured image. A lot of people have images blocked in their email client or maybe the email system that they use doesn't support showing images. And if that's the case, when the excerpt comes through, the featured image area is going to kind of show as a blank area. And then if you input any alt text, A-L-T text, that's the text that describes the content that's on the image. That way people can see if there's no image there, they can see kind of what the image is about. 
The third option for displaying your content in an automated RSS feed that goes out via email to your subscribers would be the title of the post plus the featured image. The fourth type is titles only. And then the fifth type is the full content of the post. So that will include everything. That'll include the title of the post. That will include any images that are in the post, as well as the entire full content of the post. I used to deliver my blog posts this way via an RSS feed that showed the full content of the post. One of the disadvantages is that the recipients of your email, when they're seeing the full content of your blog post in the email, don't necessarily have an incentive to click on any links that may be in that email that are going to take them over to your website. The one that I recommend to most of my clients is to use an excerpt in their RSS feed. So the excerpt is going to have several sentences of the blog post or the podcast episode, and then it'll have that big link in there that says continue reading or read more. And that way, readers who receive it, who are really interested in reading the full post, can then click that link, which will take them directly to your blog or your podcast where they can continue reading or listening and enjoying the content that you have. The advantage here is obviously they end up on your website, which is really where you want them to be. You want them on your site exploring, and then maybe you have some other fun and interesting things on various pages of your site that can entice them to continue exploring further once they get to your site. Another way to deliver your latest post or episode or video to your email subscribers without using the automated RSS campaign is to do what I do, and that is to manually create an email. Many of you who listen to the Professional Writer Podcast subscribe to my email list. Every single week, I create just a regular email campaign, just a, an email or what some people might call a newsletter. In that email, it's not automated, I'm creating everything manually on my own, I give a little bit of a teaser about what you're going to be learning in the most recent blog post or the most recent podcast episode. And then I will include several links inside that email to that particular episode. I also include a few other sections in that email as well. I will oftentimes promote a particular service that I'm offering that pertains directly to the content that is in that week's podcast episode. Or I will include some related posts or some related episodes that you can go back and listen to so that you can enhance your learning. That's our first major way of getting our content to our readers is through an email subscription. The second major way of distributing your content is through what's called an RSS feed reader. This is a great way of encouraging people to subscribe to your content through what's called an aggregator. And the one I use and the one I recommend is called Feedly, F-E-E-D-L-Y. I'll put a link to that in the show notes at bloggingbistro.com. Why use a feed reader? Well, there are a couple of reasons. I know that I can't always rely on email because some of the blogs and the podcasts that I subscribe to routinely land in my spam folder, even though I've instructed my email system to whitelist those addresses. And I bet that's happened to you too. It's like, why does this thing keep ending up in the spam folder? Put it in the inbox. But for some reason, my email system doesn't always cooperate. 
Some of the blogs that I read publish new content every single day. And like you, I am already inundated with email and I don't necessarily want to receive an email every day from the blogger or from the podcast host. So this is where Feedly comes to the rescue for me. The setup is super simple. What you do is you create a Feedly account and the account is free. You can follow up to 100 different sources for free. And then all you do is search for the titles or the URLs, that's the domain names, of the blogs or the podcasts or the vlogs that you want to subscribe to and follow them. In other words, you subscribe to them via Feedly. Now, when I say the word subscribe, I do not mean that you're going to get an email every time your favorite blog or podcast or vidcast posts something new. No, no, no. That's not how it works at all with a feed reader. Feedly is an alternative to an email subscription. With Feedly, when you follow a particular blog, every time the blogger posts something new, the new post shows up inside your Feedly account. What's cool about this is that you can subscribe to multiple blogs, podcasts, and vidcasts, and then you can log into Feedly whenever you want. I log in once a day every morning, and you can skim all the latest posts from everyone you subscribe to all in one nice, neat little feed. I subscribe to more than 50 different feeds. And when I open the Feedly app on my phone or my desktop, I can quickly skim the headlines. And I also have it show a brief excerpt of the latest content from all those feeds. And then I can decide to read or listen to the ones that grab my attention. Or here's another nice feature. If I want to go back and watch or read or listen later, I can save the posts to one of my boards. I created a bunch of custom boards in my Feedly account into which I can save specific contents, like specific articles that I want to keep or use for research. I have boards for things like branding, book marketing. I have one for millennials, uh, website design online courses, WordPress, all the things that I typically use throughout the course of my workday and things that I am oftentimes doing research on for blog posts that I'm writing or for instruction that I'm giving to my clients. I also have some main categories set up in my Feedly account. One is for blogs, one is for podcasts, and one is for vidcasts. And that way, if I want to skim only the latest podcast episodes from the feeds that I subscribe to, I can easily do that. If you want to learn how to set up Feedly, I'm going to be hanging out this week in the Professional Writer Podcast Facebook group. So join the group and you can come in and ask questions about how to set it up. Or if you're struggling with a particular aspect of the setup, you can ask questions there. And other members of the group, including myself, will help you work through those questions. You might also consider signing up for my email marketing starter package. This is a premium service, a paid service, and I customize this service to meet your needs. So in addition to helping you set up your RSS feed, which we've been talking about today, I'll do the tech bits for you, either inside your MailChimp or your MailerLite or your Aweber account. I can help you plan your email marketing strategy and develop a content calendar. I can help you craft a compelling lead magnet a welcome message or a welcome series that goes out to new subscribers. My team can design a professional branded template for your emails or your newsletter. 
We can design a custom form that'll go on every page of your website that will entice people to subscribe to your email list and will deliver the lead magnet that you have created for them. I can help you import existing subscribers from one system into another to integrate MailChimp or MailerLite or AWeber into your WordPress website or blog. I can provide one-on-one -on -one coaching with how to use your new setup, the works. If you're interested in my email marketing starter package, again, that's all customized. You'll find a link to more information about that in the show notes at bloggingbistro.com. And over there in the show notes, I've also included links to five additional episodes that are related to today's topic of getting your content discovered. I also have a bonus tip that I'm going to share with you right now for those of you who are podcasters. In addition to posting each episode of your podcast on your website, which you want to do, you want to register your podcast with the major podcast directories. That way, listeners can follow your show via their favorite podcast listening app. This is really a great way to hook listeners and to make it a no-brainer for them to quickly find and listen to your latest episodes or all your episodes if they want. I will many times from my podcast listening apps, I'll listen to the most recent episodes of a new podcast that I'm just getting introduced to. And if I like the podcast, I'll go back to episode one and listen to every single episode. And you can do that so easily through a podcast listening app. Most of the major podcast directories require you to set up a free account with them, and then you have to submit your podcast to them for review. And they will usually approve your podcast to go in their directory within anywhere from a few minutes to a few days. With most of them, it's a few days. I've been podcasting for a year now, and while most of my listeners listen directly from the podcast page on my website, and thank you for that, by the way, thank you for listening, a lot of people also listen via Apple Podcasts or Overcast or Spotify. One listening method that is growing at lightning speed that all of you podcasters really need to pay attention to is smart speakers. If you have an Amazon Alexa or Google or an Apple smart speaker, you can just say, open the Professional Writer Podcast or Alexa, play the Professional Writer Podcast and it'll open and it will begin playing the most recent episode of that podcast. I just tested it on my Kindle Fire right before I recorded this episode and it works like a charm. So give it a whirl on your smart speaker and let me know how it goes. If you've decided that you need to get on the stick and start registering your podcast with different directories, but you're like, ah, there's so many of them out there. Which one do I register my podcast with? I invite you to visit bloggingbistro.com forward slash podcast. At the top of that page, you will see all the listening apps in which the Professional Writer Podcast is available. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, Overcast, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. Those are the different listening apps on which my podcast is currently available. And I'm adding more new ones all the time as they become available. So let's wrap up with your massive action step for this week. If you've been listening for a while now, you know that in every episode, I give you a massive action step to take. We're not just passively listening to the podcast, but we're listening and then we are taking action 
to put into practice some of these business building techniques that we're learning about. If you have a blog or a vlog or a podcast, this week I want you to set up a way for people to subscribe to it via email if you haven't done that already. Whether that's an automated RSS feed or a custom email that you manually prepare. So you're setting up a way for people to subscribe to your publication via email. If you're a podcaster and you haven't already registered your show with the major directories, make it a priority this week to register your podcast with one directory. Start with one because it does take a little bit of time to do each one and you kind of have to get into the rhythm of doing it. So one directory this week, you can do that. I recommend starting with Apple Podcasts because that's one of the most popular and widely distributed directories. You can't go wrong with Apple Podcasts. The key to growing your readership, your viewership, or your listenership is to go where your audience already is. That's the thought I want to leave you with today. Learn where your ideal audience hangs out and go to them. Make it easy for them to discover you and to follow you. Thanks so much for listening to the Professional Writer Podcast. Talk with you again next week.